You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Reviewski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name's Owen, there's Rory, and yes, we do feel your pain. We realise that everyone feels like we're stuck in never-ending January. It's about week 37 now, I reckon. But don't worry, because we're here with amazing TV show and movie recommendations to help get you through the second half of January. That's another 37 weeks Mm. or so by my calculations. But Rory, do you know what else is amazing at helping us get through this never-ending first month of the year? My guess is that your resolution is not eating less pizza because we hope your resolution is actually eating more pizza, specifically free pizza. Wow. Thanks to our friends over at Chicago Town Pizza. We do have free pizza goodies to give away. You can do whatever you want with those. You can be selfish and keep them all for yourself, which Mm. would be my advice. Or you can share them with other people, which does seem kind of stupid and wrong. But all you have to do is head over to the Big Reviewski Twitter account to be in with a chance of entering that competition and winning those goodies. Now, this week on the Big Reviewski, we're obsessing over Oscar Isaac. You might say, well, you do that every week anyway, but this week we actually have a valid reason. The brand new trailer for his new Marvel TV show, Moon Knight, and I keep having to stop myself away because Moon Knight is different from Moonfall, which is the film that you're very excited about. But his brand new show, uh, based on the Marvel comic of the same name, will be streaming on Disney Plus later on in the year. We will be taking a look at the brand new trailer later on the show. He's obviously had an amazing 2021. He starred in June, which is just an amazing film. He's obviously starred in the Card Counter, the Star Wars films as well. But Rory, we've picked five other Oscar Isaac films to recommend for people. But why have we picked this particular five? Well, it's it's like you mentioned, he is such a spectacular actor and he can kind of evolve into whatever genre or character he, he needs to. Like, I think people might have an idea of who he is after 2021, but that will change again once they see him in Moonlight and it, it kind of changes every time we see him in something new. Uh, so we're going for maybe the five best hidden gem Oscar Isaac performances of his career to date and we're going to kick off with number one ex machina which uh, sees him starring alongside alicia vikander and donald gleason in a black mirror-esque sci-fi thriller incredibly smart incredibly tense uh some great performances uh but the obvious highlight is oscar isaac doing a red tinted perfectly choreographed dance number with one of his assistants uh, if you ever need like just a little boost, just a little pick-me-up during the day, just Google Oscar Isaac dance scene ex machina. Uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a real good time. The rest of the film, though, is, is quite terrifying. Over the next few days, you're going to be the human component in the Turing test. One day the AIs are going to look back on us the same way we look at fossils. Hello. Number two! 
Our second pick is Inside the Well and Davis. Back in 2013, the Coen brothers, no less, gave Oscar Isaac his first breakthrough lead role. He'd done a whole load of supporting parts before then, but this tells the story of Llewellyn Davis. He plays a struggling folk musician in 1960s New York, and it just got, uh, it was kind of his chance to show off his amazing acting ability, his amazing face, obviously, as well, but also the fact that he's disgustingly talented and he was playing and singing uh, all of his own songs in any of the performances throughout the film. Um, That's a film obviously populated with loads of Coen Brothers uh, bizarre characters as well, but he holds his own against them all. So it's definitely worth going back to check out Inside Llewellyn Davis. What'd you say you played? Folk songs. Folk songs. Solo act? No, I had a partner. Threw himself off the George Washington Bridge. George Washington Bridge? You throw yourself off the Brooklyn Bridge, traditionally. George Washington Bridge. Who does that? If I had Number three! Our next pick is A Most Violent Year. Uh, just again, 2021, as if he wasn't prolific enough. He reunited with Jessica Chastain for the HBO show Scenes from a Marriage, which was just completely heartbreaking. Uh, and very powerful, but their first proper union on screen was this, again, quite tense crime drama where they play high-ranking, I don't want to say, I don't want to say criminals, because that would would give the game away, but they're definitely involved in some criminal activity uh, and are trying to hold on to some criminal power within the city. It is one of the more underappreciated organized crime movies, I think, uh, definitely worth seeking out. There were more murders in this city last year than there have ever been. Hey, hey, hey! We're at war here. No, we are not. But they are. Number four. Released back in 2011, our next pick is Drive. And yes, everybody knows that Drive is Ryan Gosling's film through and through. It does have an amazing supporting cast, including Christina Hendricks, Brian Cranston, Albert Brooks as well. But there's a cracking cameo from Oscar Isaac in this. He plays Gosling's kind of newly released from prison local criminal neighbor who recruits Gosling's character for a heist that doesn't necessarily go according to plan. It's a brilliant performance. It's brief, but highly, highly recommended going back to see Oscar Isaac in a very cool film, Drive. How you doing? Hi. This guy's been telling me a lot about you. Says you've been uh, coming around helping out a lot? Yeah, helping out. Is that right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very nice. That's nice of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Number five! And our final pick is Annihilation, which sees him reunite with the director of Ex Machina. He plays Natalie Portman's soldier husband who goes missing for a couple of months and suddenly reappears at home. Uh, Completely different, potentially quite unwell, and the key to the secret behind a mysterious area that scientists are having trouble understanding. Again, very tense, very smart. There's a scene in this with a bear that will haunt me forever, Uh, but Oscar Isaac, again, showing another side to his uh, just multifaceted talent. Uh, he just, he's so good at everything. I hate him so much. I love him so much. <laughs> you really hate those bears as well, don't you? Well, yeah. 
That's a long story. Your husband's here. Let me see him. He's extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. Now, as if that wasn't enough Oscar Isaac for you already, don't worry, we will have more Oscar Isaacness coming up in just a moment. But up first, Rory, it's our big screen release, and uh, this just looks gorgeous. It's Guillermo del Toro's new film, Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I think uh, Oscar Isaac might be the only person in Hollywood who isn't in Nightmare Alley, because the cast for this is bonkers. It's Bradley Cooper, Tony Collette, Kate Blanchett, Richard Jenkins... Uh, David Strathairn, Ron Perlman, Rooney Mara. There's more, I'm sure I'm forgetting. But it is a psychological thriller set within the world of psychics and uh, con men and the rich elite of Manhattan, but also the carnival folk of a traveling circus. It's... it's, uh, It's somehow both like the ultimate Guillermo del Toro movie and his most normal film, because I was trying to think, every single other Del Toro movie has a supernatural element, and this one doesn't. It is just, just in big adverted commas, uh, a straight-ahead thriller. But it's also, it's very sexy, it's it's quite violent at times, it's, again, it's got a, a lot of layers to it, like some deep emotional, psychological uh, layers going on. It is a scotch too long, I think two and a half hours is pushing it, it could do with being like 15, 20 minutes shorter just to kind of keep the the tension going. But it is beautiful. It's filled with magnificent performances, uh, twists and turns that you won't see coming. And it's just, again, it's a conversation that's been had a lot, in, uh, you know, online and in Hollywood maybe at the minute is that like there's not enough movies being made for adults. And then the movies that are being made for adults, the adults aren't going to see them in the cinema, so they flop. And this has flopped quite badly in America. Uh, So I would highly recommend going to see a big, beautiful, adult-aimed, gorgeously directed, well-acted, well-written, psychological drama thriller on the big screen, if you can. What year are we in? 1941. What day is today? (laughs) Wednesday, I think. Very well. As briefly as you can. Can you read minds? Come on in and behold the mysteries of the universe. I will definitely be heading along uh, to this one. I only saw The Shape of Water, his best picture uh, Oscar winning film uh, for the very first time just in the past few weeks and absolutely loved it. So I'm all here for this. I'm also here for you saying adults for adult movies as well as adult movies as well. So I like your uh, transatlantic uh, twang that you've got. And speaking of weird twangs, um, we did promise you more Oscar Isaac. And if that last kind of... Nice segue. Yeah, that last three minutes, um, you know, was Oscar Isaac free for the most part. But he's back again in our favorite trailer of the week. Thank God. As we said, uh, the first full trailer for Moon Knight has been released and he plays a character called Mark Spector, a.k.a. Moon Knight. Um, Pretty much a a man who has got multiple split personalities and the trailer initially doesn't seem to give too much away if you haven't read the comic books. And 
it seems like Oscar Isaac in this one has gone to the Don Cheadle Ocean's Eleven school of <laughs> English accents. It's it's slightly dodgy in parts, but to give him his credit, he does appear to be a man or an actor playing a man who has forgotten whether he is English or not. So, uh, in fairness, it may not be his actual accent. Um, you know, the, the the Marvel TV shows have been a little bit hit and miss so far. The most recent one was Hawkeye, just released in Christmas uh, 2021. There was a lot to like about it, but maybe it wasn't their, their strongest show uh, just yet. But this one, really enjoyed uh, the trailer for this one. It's going to be written and directed by Jeremy Slater, who's got a bit of a mixed bag. He previously worked on the 2015 dodgy Fantastic Four, um, which completely flopped as well. But he is currently working on uh, a brand new project with James Gunn as well. So obviously Marvel do really like the look of this guy. But um, you, you know, you were saying there are some little hidden connections in this trailer as well to other parts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. Yeah, like I think if you're coming in blind and you have no idea what this is about, you'll be watching a trailer, you'll be like, oh, this is a bit like M. Night Shyamalan's Split, or oh, this is a bit like Fight Club, he's got insomnia and also maybe uh, multiple personality disorder. Uh, or there's a bit of Black Swan in there as well, I noticed. Like there's, there's a lot of nods and references to other well-known psychological kind of thrillers, which is interesting and it seems a lot darker than the usual Marvel stuff. But, oh, and Ethan Hawke is in there as the bad guy, and he's already said he's based his character entirely on the cult leader that ended up in the Waco uh, event. So, like, that's that's pretty heavy, again, for a Marvel thing. Oh, Jesus. Red alert! Red alert! Hello, Big Reviewski listener. There's spoiler content coming for Marvel's Eternals. To avoid it, skip to... 15 minutes and 15 seconds. We love you. But yes, um, in the trailer, you'll see that Oscar Isaac's character is working at a London museum. And anyone who's seen Eternals, uh, if you've sat through the end credits, if you haven't, uh, there's a, a little spoiler coming up. It's not uh, not too much, but it's a little one. Uh, Kit Harrington's character also turns out to be working in a London museum and he... Uh, takes out this kind of enchanted sword that led everyone to realise that Kit Harrington's character is actually the Black Knight. And then off screen you hear a voice talk to Kit Harrington and it's been confirmed that that voice was by Mahershala Ali, who is playing Blade, uh, which is also set in London in the MCU. So it looks like Moon Knight and Black Knight and Blade are all heading towards their own version kind of of the avengers uh and they're i believe they're just called the marvel knights so this could be setting up that crossover uh, especially since the we're seeing a lot of london-based museum action which isn't the sexiest or most exciting of locations but it will be pretty sexy and exciting once oscar isaac and blade and kit harrington are in there so yeah we've got that to look forward to Potentially. I've been to a few uh, London museums in my time, and as you said, none of them were that sexy when I was there, but I must uh, go back and revisit at some mm. point. Stand down from Red Alert. But yeah, as we said, Moon Knight is going to be coming to Disney Plus on the 30th of March, so we can look forward to that. But for now, to keep you tied over, here's a sneak peek at the very first trailer for the show. Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. I have a sleeping disorder. I can't tell the difference. 
between my waking life and dreams. Hello, and welcome to Sonic Awakening. Hello, and welcome to Sonic Awakening. Now it's time for the best of the small screen and what you can watch on your TVs at home this week. Or if you just like going to other people's houses and kind of looking through their windows as well and seeing don't what they're that. watching on there. Don't do No, we shouldn't. We're not recommending that. I take that back. Don't do that. Rory, what's up first? Uh, well, the first thing I'm going to be watching through my neighbor's window is Queens, uh, which is a new show coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, there was a show, I think just a few weeks ago, that landed on now called Girls 5 Ever, which was uh, a comedy by Tina Fey about a 90s girl group who uh, decide a couple of decades later to reform in the hope of kind of rekindling the success they had back in the day. Queens is that exact same show, except taken very seriously and featuring uh, quite famous singers, including Eve and Brandy. Uh, and the songs are produced by very famous music producer, Swizz Beats. So it feels a bit like one of those uh, Housewives of Orange County shows, but made for real. And also Empire, do you remember there was that kind of hip hop show from a few years ago? Uh, and also Girls Five Ever. So there's a lot of boxes being ticked with this. And shockingly, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I mean, I'm down. Zone, 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 that was nasty, girl. The 90s chart topper from the former Queens of Hip Hop. Why did they break up and where are they at? Sorry, this is my bad. Oh, snap, is that? That's you, baby, she's famous. My bro had her post on the wall. Her? Really? What happened? Rude? Oh, you This does look like a very Rory Cash and TV show, all right? Mm. And I'll admit, when I saw the trailer, I got genuinely confused because I thought it was Girls 5 Eva. And I was like, have we not just... I've not just seen this exact show, but as you said, that obviously the main difference is the fact that Girls 5 Eva is pitched as a massive comedy with Tina Fey on board. And then this is way more serious. But yeah, brilliant to hear that it's getting absolutely brilliant, uh, you know, kind of ratings and reviews so far. So we can look forward to that one uh, through or not through our neighbor's windows, whatever you're having yourself. Our next big release for the small screen this week is Ozark Season 4 Part 1. Now, if you have watched any of Ozark so far, odds are you probably became addicted to it, watched it the whole way through, and you know that it's coming this week and you are very excited about it. If you haven't watched Ozark, um, you're in for a treat because this is a brand new binge-worthy TV show that you can get stuck into. The first seven episodes uh, of the final series are being released this week. And then uh, later on in 2022, they're going to give us, uh, they're going to tease out those final seven episodes as well. It's Laura Linney and Jason Bateman in the lead roles. And Jason Bateman, again, showing after Arrested Development his penchant for just really dysfunctional and messed up uh, TV families, basically. But it follows the basically their spiral into the criminal underworld of uh, of drug cartels uh, in the Ozarks in America. And they just keep getting darker and darker and more dangerous and more dangerous. And it is absolutely brilliant to watch. It's an excellent trailer for part one of season four. And uh, as I said, um, if you're excited about it already, um, you're going to absolutely love it. And if not, get on board. 
So what's this message from Mexico so important you had to drag us all in here? The Navarro cartel has been made aware that you intend to start producing heroin again. They have instructed us to warn you their response is gonna be quick and it's gonna be brutal. <laughs> We're just the messengers here. Yeah, I think it's, it's clever that they've split it into two. Uh, as opposed to giving you, this is something kind of different, I think, for Netflix. Because normally it's like, here's the entire season, watch it in two nights or else there's spoilers and now uh, it's cancelled. Whereas with this, it's uh, they split it across the whole year. That's a very clever move. Uh, and to quote Jason Bateman in another movie, I can't wait to see how this pays off. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. And our last pick for this week is Nobody, which we had on our list for top 10 movies for 2021. I think it went massively underappreciated. Hardly anyone I know actually found a way to see it in the cinema. Uh, it's Bob Odenkirk doing John Wick, uh, which is exactly as fun as that sounds. It's so violent, it's so funny, it's so cathartic, it's so short. I think it's barely 90 minutes. Uh, and I know my good friend, Mr. O'Doherty, absolutely loves it. Like, whenever you saw this in the cinema and recommended it, and we were fortunate enough, um, you got to meet uh, Bob Odenkirk at the time, and uh, you were like, you have to watch this film. It's so, so good. Uh, and I think we were talking about, it's kind of like a homicidal home alone, even like in the final third of it as well. And whenever I finally got a chance to sit down and watch it, I was like, oh my God, this might be one of my favorite films of all time. It just, it's so short. It just packs a punch. Bob Odenkirk is so, so good in it. And last year, everyone was talking about the big boss fight from Shang-Chi uh, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. But um, I think nobody has a boss fight uh, to rival, if not better that uh, anyway. But yeah, nobody available this week. Please, please, please take the time uh, to watch it because you will not be disappointed. It's available on now from Friday. So that's your weekend sort of. It's like, a, it's like the ultimate Friday night movie, so. Highly, highly, highly recommended. There's a long dormant piece of me that so very badly wants out. What are you still doing here, old man? I'm gonna f you up. <laughs> Once you watch Nobody on Friday night, then we do have some other recommendations for you. It is, of course, time for Pizza and a Movie with myself and Rory. And last week was our first one of the year. And I don't want to put too much weight or emphasis on these things, but depending on what way this result goes, it's make or break because whoever wins this one is going to have an amazing 2022. And whoever loses this one is just going to be a big dumb, dumb loser, basically. So, um, Rory, last week you chose Wild Things, mm. if I remember correctly, and I went for Men in Black. So, without further ado, can we please, and just a reminder, winner, amazing year, loser, yep. just so crap in general. Can we please see the results for Men in Black versus Wild Things? 
Oh my goodness, would you look at that? I had no idea. Wow. 71% in a landslide victory for the magnificent men in black and a mere 29% um, for wild things there, Rory. Sorry, sorry about that. I didn't know that was going to happen. I uh, Yeah, no, your preamble definitely didn't give the game away, but uh, I'm happy still with my decision. I'm happier watching wild things even if it's just with uh, barely a third of the uh, the audience out there. A third of the audience have good taste, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I imagine it's like a third of the audience, even more than a third, probably did end up watching Wild Things anyway, and they're just not telling us they just picked Men in yeah. Black instead. Yeah, but what have, you, uh, what have you chosen for this week's pizza in a movie? It's a shot in the dark. It's a film I, at the time of recording, have never seen. So I'll be doing this with, the audience maybe and if you're watching it maybe you've never seen it before or maybe you're going to re-watch it with me this week it's just been added to Disney Plus it's Master and Commander which I've heard is fantastic and again one of the most underappreciated kind of big movies of the last couple of decades uh, I've heard nothing but fantastic things like the Russell Crowe seafaring action adventure movie that apparently highly deserves its own Pirates of the Caribbean-esque endless sequel franchise, but I've not seen it. Uh, but I did see it was very recently added to Disney+, Plus, so that's my weekend sorted. All right, lads. Touch wood, Mr. Blakeney. Turn three times. May the Lord of Saints preserve. Whenever you said a shot in the dark at the start, I was like, oh, a shot in the dark, the Pink Panther movie, excellent. But that was just a phrase that you were using. But uh, yeah, Master Commander, it's been years since I saw that in the cinema. So oh, I am tempted uh, to watch that as well. Um, my choice for this week's pizza in a movie, um, released back in 1993, it actually ties in with a news story from this week. I'm not sure if you saw this, but for the first time in 24 years, Jamaica will be sending a four-man bobsled team to the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Now, it's happened a couple of times over the years, but the original time was back in 1988, which obviously inspired the incredible cult classic, Master Cool Runnings. Oh. Master and Commander, that's the one, yeah. Uh, where, yeah, where Russell Crowe plays uh, the lead uh, participant in the Jamaican bobsleigh team. Um, but... <laughs> It is, uh, it's been added to Disney Plus as well. So obviously Disney Plus uh, is our streaming platform of choice for this week. Um, and it is so much fun. I was actually watching back just a couple of the clips and stuff as well. Uh, it obviously stars the late and great uh, John Candy. But um, it's a few weeks until the Winter Olympics actually arrive. Rory, I know you're a huge sporting fan. Mm. So you'll be tuning in for that. But in the meantime. I actually like uh, the Olympics. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, sure. That's what we can watch in the next few weeks, uh, just before the Olympics kick off. So it's Cool Runnings versus Master and Commander. Obviously, Russell Crowe starring in both there. Um, but yeah, say it with me. Feel, Feel the, the rhythm. rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Cool Runnings. And that's a wrap for this week's episode of The Big Review Ski. On next week's show, we're going to be taking a look at Sing 2. And I am not exaggerating when I say I have watched the first film, Sing, 
roughly nine million times uh, over the course wow. of the past two years in lockdown. Yeah, I just love that film so goddamn much. Uh, it is Buster Moon, the singing and talking koala, uh, voiced by Matthew McConaughey. He, he is returning with all of his friends, and in this sequel, they are going to be joined by Bono uh, in his first ever uh, kind of voice role in an animated movie. But before all of that next week, we are joined by a big star, coincidentally enough, for a big star. Bye-bye. Rory, who have we got? We've got the one and only Mr. Bob Odenkirk, uh, who we did speak to about his role in Nobody. Um, The full interview is available up on Joe Delay's YouTube channel right now. But what you're going to hear him chat about is specifically... Him throwing himself into the action sequences and going full, you know, Keanu slash Tom Cruise on the stunts in this. Uh, And one particular stunt that happens in the movie that he himself was like, you know what, I might not have to do this one. This one looks like it might hurt. Uh, And he was was right, because if if you see it in the film, it is one of those kind of (sighs) moments. Uh, Yeah, so this is... Just a fantastically friendly Mr. Bob Odenkirk talking about nobody. I wanted to do my own fighting in this. Uh, Like I said, Police Story by Jackie Chan is like my favorite action film. And of course, he does all his own stunts and fighting. So that's why I trained as long as I did. And I felt fairly confident with the personal one-on-one fighting because really that's what I trained over and over for. Guns were scary to me you know, but uh, the actual fighting, I love doing it. And I even love to do, to push the limits and try to do things that might hurt me. I did not. Oh, I don't want to wreck the movie. I I think I know what you're going to say. Does it still involve the bus? Yeah. Yeah. I I think I know. That's not me. Sure. I I figured that might not be you. And if you notice, if you want, next time you see that, watch that his leg gets caught on the window. I did. I did. Cause I even watching, I was like, you're listening to the big review ski on Joe with Chicago time pizza. Yeah. We got a time on it. <laughs> 